John Carley, Sherry Elliker Show, and you coming along for the rod. Much appreciated, everybody. Thank you very much. Teeny Tiny, back again. We had a big, big party out here at the barn. Sherry, Teeny was in rare form. Rare form. Put it that way. Wow. I hope she uh, kept her consumption of alcohol. Susan. Oh, She's dear. not well right now. <laughs> Makoshu Casino Resort, that's where you, you want to text us. That's the people that are controlling our text line. They're sponsoring it anyway. one 973 Makoshu Casino Resort. Diving in the day. All right. <clears throat> it is coming down here. Uh, Nate will tell you, I would say I'm a surprise they haven't closed I-90 because it is wild in the clum. Joe, I sent you some video of me just trying to make my way back to the studio. And uh, it was touch and go, like Dr. Shivago really was there. <laughs> very, very difficult, Sherry. I know you're with I'm me sorry. in spirit. Do you want a GoFundMe page? <laughs> <laughs> I can start one for you. Funny, funny girl, yes. I, um, we'll just start with this, knock this one out real quick. Is Elon Musk alleged, is his drug use a problem for board members? They're concerned. Listen, I've seen him on with Joe Rogan smoking dope. Uh, apparently, he likes mushrooms and acid, a bunch of other stuff as well. So they're like, "Oh, is this a problem?" He's in a he is uh, he's not anybody that you're going to be able to control. He's a billionaire. He, I don't know if he's number one or number two on the list anymore. But listen, the, the board members can have a problem with him, but he still has so much power, and he's still making successful moves uh, when it comes to aerospace and what he's doing with Tesla, and he's making big advances. They're going to be able to put this chip in your head, and then with your eyes, you're going to be able to move the screen around. And the guy is, uh, he's the genius. And if he wants to do some drugs recreationally or whenever he wants to do them, if it makes for good, some uh, interesting new ideas, let Elon Musk be Elon Musk. Well, it's a little complicated because it oh, involves. Oh, please. <laughs> well, it is. Why don't you start a GoFundMe campaign for yourself? Uh, well, we'll start one for Elon because this okay. is the problem. He is not a, under federal regulations. He's got a lot of contracts with the federal government with SpaceX. There is uh -huh. a, a solid no drugs policy with that. You cannot mm -hmm. be using drugs when you're getting money from the federal government. And when he was shown on Joe Rogan smoking pot, he agreed to random drug tests by the government because they said, uh -huh. if you want to keep this going, you're going to have to comply. He claims he's yeah. never been tested, never positive, never, you know, anything in all three years that he's been doing this. However, the other problem is that his staff has said that he is erratic. He is somebody that sometimes shows up and does Zoom meetings or other meetings completely out of it, that they, he's incoherent. So uh -huh. they're questioning whether or not, I guess, that if these mood swings or these things that he's been known to be um, difficult you know, if, if this is a result of his drug use. And it's not just pot. He takes ketamine, LSD, cocaine, ecstasies, mu ecstasy, mushrooms. And he says that he's been to a lot of parties, he admits this, where they do a lot of uh -huh. drugs. And they all sign these non-disclosure agreements saying that I won't tell anybody that who was there, what they were doing, and, and all of this stuff. Um, he, of course said this, while simultaneously leading Tesla to be the world's most valuable car company. There you go. There Model you go. Y is still selling vehicle, the, the, the something selling vehicle on Earth. And uh -huh. SpaceX to be the world's most valuable space company, 80% of all payload to orbit last year. Whatever I'm doing, I should obviously keep doing it. I, I agree with him. He has That's a right to do anything saying. he wants, anything he wants to do. But I think he's the, the worry is that somehow he's going to lose 
some business and he's also going to be in trouble with other people that contribute or other people that are helping to fund some of his projects are going to be turned off by the fact that he's a drug user. Well, the Biden administration hates him. Uh, bureaucrats don't like him. He's not a rule follower. So he he is making himself vulnerable uh, where they want to get in there and test him and then take some of his contracts away or put some additional pressure on him. So maybe he should cut back on some of that stuff or get himself, as I said before, the Wizenator. Hi, everybody. I'm John Curley for the Wizenator. <laughs> Uh, you don't think that Elon Musk has figured out a workaround? He's come on. You know, I, I just, I, I, he said, if drugs actually helped improve my net productivity over time, I would definitely take them. And okay. he said, after that one puff with Rogan, I agreed at NASA's request to do three years of random drug testing. Not even trace quantities were found of any drugs or alcohol. Okay, good. Thank you, Elon. I don't care about his car. I just like his. I like the shot he took the other day of Mark Cuban. Did you see that? No. Mark Cuban all in favor of DEI and how we need to support DEI and how important diversity is. And, you know, we should all be on board with this diversity, equity, inclusion stuff. And Elon Musk. Look it up, Joe. I, I don't want to misquote him. But Elon's retort to Mark Cuban, um, who owns a Dallas Mavs, uh, was pretty clever. What I like about his his returns on his Twitter, they're really short, just punchy, right in there, bang, makes the comment, moves off, goes and like, drops a acid or something. Like his poop emoji that he would send to anyone asking any from but anybody from the press. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a little <laughs> immature. I thought he could do better than that. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah. Oh yeah, you like that. Okay. Do yeah. you see what he said to uh, Cuban? He said, he said, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but he said, so when are we going to see a five foot four Chinese person in the NBA? Right, right. To, to which yeah, Cuban because, said, okay, well, I still believe in merit over, over, uh, over DEI, but you got it at least if you have two people with the same merit and one of them is, uh, <laughs> one of them is of a diverse background, then you should choose that person. Based on, just uh, you, the the coin toss of immutable characteristics. Yeah, apparently. So if, you have if a choice between one or the other. Yeah. I see. I see. Yeah. Yeah, because it was Cuban talking all about diversity, and that's when he shot back with, oh, yeah, you like diversity? Okay, I'm good. I guess this means we get to see a female Asian basketball player playing for you. Can't wait. Um, yeah, clever Elon Musk. Do you think if you met him, you would he, he would give you a, a warm fuzzy, or you think you would get a kind of weird brush off by him sherry i get that that, that it uh, there's like there's a social disconnect with him where he's he even admitted remember when he hosted saturday night live that he oh yeah was on the autism spec spectrum and um i i don't think he connects with people all the time but, but i don't know he's I mean, evidently he's, he, a very hard person to work for my wife yeah. has a cousin that worked for spacex for i think almost eight years excuse me, uh -huh. and worked with him personally and ended up and said it was, he is, uh, you know, by his own right, he's a tyrant in, in that industry and to work right below him is incredibly difficult because of his expectations and, you know, his, his the way his brain works. But isn't we heard the same thing about Steve Jobs, yeah. the oh, same yeah. thing about Bill Gates, all these guys, 100%. you know, they're highly functioning, just they will expect so much of themselves and then so much of everybody around them. And most of them are, you know, you're not going to be, you're not going to be number one or whatever you're doing unless you 
Break a few eggs over people's heads. I think yeah. that's the old expression. Is that it? Did I make that one up? Make <laughs> yeah, that one I can't make an I've omelet ever heard that. breaking a few eggs. President Joe Biden uh, out on the uh, stump. He wants to make sure that everybody knows that, uh, listen, if you you got you don't vote for the other guy because that other guy is so unbelievably dangerous. Democracy is in the balance, especially after January 6th, the anniversary of it, where no one paid attention to Joe Biden as he went to Valley Forge and made an incoherent speech and then had to be led off the stage by his wife. Um, luckily, she's a doctor. He sort of goes down to South Carolina and he is, well, letting everybody know that remember the, the horrible shooting uh, that um, that to mentally ill roof went in there and shot and killed those poor people that were that invited him to pray with them. Pulls out a gun. I think he killed nine. Um, mm-hmm. That was in 2015 prior to J- Donald Trump announcing his candidacy. But somehow Joe Biden was able to connect Joe <laughs> Donald Trump. And the murders of 2015, even though Trump wasn't in any sort of control, it was Joe Biden and Barack Obama. But he's laying at the feet of Trump. Oh, this is oh, this is him uh, being interrupted by uh, pro Hamas, uh, pro um, terrorist uh, protester. Here she is yelling at the president. That's all right. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. And then you have four more years. Yeah. Okay. Then you have four more years. Look, folks. I understand their. I understand their passion. And I've been quietly working. I've been quietly working with the Israeli government to get them to reduce and significantly get out of Gaza. I'm using all that I can to do. Okay. Um, he has decided that he's going to make the next and have more months until election. The fact that Joe, that Donald Trump is such a threat to democracy. And referring to him as Hitler, going, they call it the full Hitler. There's people that are working for Biden says, listen, let's unleash and go full Hitler, whatever that's supposed to mean. Mm -hmm. I guess calling, go as far as to call Donald Trump Hitler and let's start it right now and just pound away at the fact that if you elect Donald Trump, we're in a world of hurt. Here's a little bit of these some of these uh, talking heads in Washington. The Biden campaign hoping the speeches and new ads draw a starker contrast with Trump. Aides telling CNN Biden may go full Hitler, directly comparing Trump's rhetoric to the Nazi leader. They're poisoning the blood of our country. That's what they've done. Lulu, Uh is, is Biden smart to go this hard at Trump to go, quote, full Hitler? In the first week in January, I mean, I, I, I certainly expected it in the fall. I certainly, I would have thought a half Hitler this early on, or a quarter <laughs> Hitler, or a sixteenth of a Hitler, but full Hitler. No, full Hitler's October. Big. Yeah, I mean, you go full Hitler, you know, what month out or but. whatever, but it's really early to be doing this. Some would argue it's a little late. I mean, have you looked at his poll numbers? Have you seen um, how people are seeing his presidency? And I think he's also. I'm so I'm so bored with this. I'm, ready, I'm, I'm going full Hitler on myself. I'm, I'm, yeah, we have to take 
Because they're not going to change. This is going to be the route. This is the way they're going to go from now until November. This we're going to hear over and oh, Donald Trump is so dangerous. He's a threat to democracy. Ugh. It's like Joe. Have you looked at what your party's done? The people in Colorado might want to vote for the guy. Let them vote for him. People in Florida might want to vote for him. People in Maine might want to vote for him. Isn't that what democracy is? That you get a chance to vote for the guy, you leave him on the ballot, and you let people vote on it. Or do you have a problem with the fact that there's not enough Supreme Court justices that are going your way, so you might want to load up the Supreme Court? Is that not a form of democracy, corruption? Or maybe you want to add uh, territories. Why not bring Puerto Rico in so you can have a little bit more balance in the Senate, so you can pick up a few more seats? Isn't that also a threat to democracy? These are the things that you did, Joe, not Joe, not Trump. The thing with Trump is he doesn't care enough about an ideology. He's not intellectually curious enough to want to overthrow anything. He just likes being president. He likes Likes the power, likes pressing the buttons and talking to people and bragging about this and bragging. He doesn't. He the last thing he wants to do is have the same sort of corrupting power that you've already exhibited, Joe. Well, he tried. I'm sorry, Joe. I went. I went. I went a fourteenth of a uh, Hitler on you. <laughs> yeah, that, that was. Uh, I'd get like a third Hitler. But I, right. I think you know he tried very hard initially to make speeches about. His track record about Bidenomics, about yeah. the things that he feels are great successes in his presidency, and it didn't go over because people were kind of like, eh, "Really? That's I don't feel that." Great. Yeah, they don't feel that. Yes, right. So now they have to, you know, do the opposite, where they make, you know, Trump the the whole enemy and villain. Right, and this this after a while, there's either two ways it goes. The people that stood in line for hours and hours on end in Iowa to hear Trump give a one minute and one hour and 48 minute speech where he broke out all the stuff, all the jokes, calling everybody all the different names and stuff. It was like 12 degrees out there and they didn't care. They now he is being this. He's got this uh, martyr syndrome that is almost this um, kind of ancient God, demigod persona even bigger than he was in 2016 because now he represents he is the new victim of the system people always talk about victims and we love victims or oppress oppressor he's actually become the one oppressed that's how his uh, folks see it his supporters see it and they might not even like him but it's been simply a way of saying hey you know what you're tilting this in such a direction trying to take him off the ballot i wasn't going to vote like say somebody in colorado I wasn't going to vote for him, but when you took away my chance to vote for him, we'll see how the Supreme Court rules, then you know what? I'm going to vote for him just to go screw you. You know, the the bigger middle finger to right. the establishment that's in, in uh, Washington, D.C. right now. I mean, people often, it's not that they vote for someone, they're voting against someone. And yes. it, it, in this particular case, for a number of reasons, whether it's his age, his competency, his track record, all of that stuff, people might vote against Biden, even if they really don't want Trump, but it, they might do it just to keep him out. Right. If you love the country as much as you say you do, Mr. President, and you are fighting for democracy, because democracy, ultimately the uniting of the country and all this other stuff you say, you, then step down and let somebody else get in there because you're not going to beat him. You're at 38 percent. It's only going to get worse. You're not going to win. If you really love the country and you're really concerned and you love democracy, then let somebody else step in there if you did. But you don't. And unfortunately, those could to be the two players that we are facing there in November.
And it's going to be hard for us to do the show because I got to tell you something. I'm going to. I'm already up to here with this. I'm so sick of it. Mm-hmm. It's just going to get worse, Sherry. Worse. Yes, but there'll be a lot to talk about. How's your dog's poop? That's really my <laughs> oh, concern. Oh, it's a solid <laughs> choice. It really <laughs> is. That's oh. thank you, Andrew. <laughs> oh, look at you mentioning Nick Aller, Sherry. Mm-hmm. Ted's coming on. You need to be mentioned, Ted. I, I, uh, Ted's t- Ted's the best. That's well. I'm right in the middle of a spot about Bucky, Sherry. You oh, just sorry, mind I forgot. Yeah, it's okay. Sorry. Bucky's Auto Service Center is the 16 locations. It's been around for 53 years. Take the car to Bucky's. Bucky's Auto Service Center, Sherry. Cairo meteorologist. <laughs> Not falling Ted, for it. Sorry to get Not you caught out, but Ted. Ted. Sherry's like my little sister. I like to just keep teasing her all the time, and that's like an ongoing thing about Bucky's. But anyway, you're on because, you know, so often, not you and not Nick Allard, but some of these other, you know, disreputable weather people really hike the hell out of these stories, and then it never comes to fruition, and then people get mad. In this particular case, there's a lot of really, really intense, tense weather uh, coming our way in the next, what, like five days, six days? Yeah, something like that, at least through this coming weekend. So, yeah, winter is yeah. here. A lot of people were asking for it. And, well, be careful what you wish for. So, Ted, it, yeah, is it going to be... Yeah, that's true of everything, Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, say, Cleelum, where John is, is that going to be white death? I mean, is it going to be much worse for him than it is... Um, Say in in other parts wait, of the state. Wait, wait, wait! Why are you wait? Why are you wa- wishing white death on me, Sherry? Hang on, hang on, Ted. Let's do the big city. Let's do Seattle, where we don't want anything to like stop the protests on the highways. When will this happen? When does it start? And I'm seeing anywhere between like they're saying three inches to eight inches in Seattle. Is that all coming to fruition? Well, that's kind of the worst case scenario. You know, have you ever looked at some of those smartphone apps? There, many of them yeah. are computer model driven, and they can be. Uh, I've seen temperature forecasts only hanging in the 30s, and I've seen them getting down into the teens. And the me- middle of the road wow. is, you know, is kind of where we're going at this particular point. So I would say those kinds of forecasts are really on the extreme or high end. And if we get any snow accumulations like that, it's primarily up in the foothills and maybe up in the north interior. I'll tell you, the mountains are getting nailed. Now, you're over in Cleelum, and, oh, yeah. and Sherry's got to yes, be sir. fair. She's got to tease you as well. You're, you're her big brother. Yes, so she gets, It's fair to tease you, right? <laughs> Older brother. Okay. <laughs> hey, John, I had hey, two hey, sisters. Hey. I got teased all the time. Oh. What can I say? But, oh, but you God. know. I, I, I can an, tell. Yes. Yeah, another two to four feet of new snow as we get into Wednesday you know, we've already got the passes closed for the second time now because we've got a lot of motorists, unfortunately, not fully prepared going up there. And, you know, yeah. we're going to kick in the strong winds starting later tonight into tomorrow. So that's why you have the blizzard, uh, near blizzard-like conditions up there. Uh, it's just going to be nasty. So it wouldn't surprise me that the passes are going to close multiple times from there. And then to address your question, down here, our colder air starts to arrive from the interior western Canada on Thursday. 
by the time we get into Friday mm-hmm. and Saturday, we're going to be struggling to reach the freezing mark for high temperatures, and we're going to have lows down into the 20s. Some of those outlying areas are down into the teens. So definitely our coldest wow. weather of the season thus far. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. Listen, sometimes you know that, you, as you know, 24, 12 hours out, 24 hours out, you pretty good idea. But then once you start to get beyond 48, it all depends on how the winds are moving, what the fronts are doing, all the other stuff. And then the whole forecast can fall apart if you're sort of building it on one particular number. I know this because I was a weather, sorry, Sherry, a weather presenter. Okay. So I didn't go to college for meteorology. All right, <laughs> Sherry, Sherry. <laughs> I, I I appreciate that, and I appreciate the fact that you're not doing this weather segment that you've allowed Ted, no, who's an expert, no, to, no, but it's, to I'm do just it. Saying, no, I know, I know. It's hard I told because you, Ted will tell you. Well, no, I know that from doing stuff that you cannot accurately, completely forecast the weather more than two days away. It's just not possible. You can make predictions, but you really don't know until you get closer to the actual day of the event that you can, with great confidence, say this is what's going to happen. Well, you okay, so I let's told our news director. On, uh, go ahead. Yes. I, I, yes. Go ahead. I was going to say, yes. I told our news director yesterday that you can't have a blanket forecast for all of Western Washington in this case. Our weather around here is terrain driven. John, you know that. You drive over the summit all the time. It is different from all Issaquah the time. to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just different. Sure. Yes. And. You know, so it's clearly terrain driven. That's why I look at it this way. Some areas are going to get spotty light snow as we go into that transition into the colder air Thursday, Friday. And then it's going to be interesting as we head into the weekend because we've got some warmer air coming in from the Pacific going up and over the top of the colder air. We could have an interesting wintry mix as we head into this coming weekend. It's fun. Wow. How about the wind? Isn't the wind going to be a big factor? All right. Well, yeah, we've got the we got the strong <laughs> south winds for tonight and into tomorrow. But the other, the strongest winds are going to be basically Whidbey Island northward, but still going to be quite blustery throughout the rest of the Puget Sound area, out on the coast, etc. But they'll ease off during the mm-hmm. afternoon tomorrow. Fortunately, it wouldn't surprise me though that we get a few uh, isolated power outages here and there. So be prepared for that. All right, Cairo meteorologist Ted Wiener. Ted, thanks a lot for your time. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. All right. Wow. Stay safe. Wow. Big music, Andrew. Big, 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 big music mood. All right. Um, yeah, let's see these... Um, I don't know if this is illegal or not, but these people decided they want to get married, and I guess they just all of a sudden instantaneously set up and started a, had a wedding right in the middle of somebody's uh, coffee shop. Is that what happened? Yeah, that's what happened. Uh-oh. This is just going to be music, though. There's not really okay. anything oh, I see. from oh, yeah. the... Um, okay, yep. okay. Uh, so but I'm dancing. Good. This is a little coffee shop or... Maybe it's a medium-sized coffee shop. It's next uh-huh. to a wedding venue. So they're used to people from weddings coming in and you know doing whatever pre- or post-wedding stuff. This couple, okay. however, simply walked in the door. Their guests followed them. They had a photographer. 
They had an efficient, efficient. Uh, they had a, um, I mean, all the things you would have with a wedding that had been planned, and they just uh-huh. started their wedding right in this coffee shop. So they were asking, they were also being unreasonable with the staff, asking them, can you hold my coat? Can you put my purse someplace? Can you do all these other things? And they blocked the entrance because they just parked their cars right out in front of the coffee shop. So the owners got to, got, got obviously upset. They didn't kick them out. They let them finish, but they said, look, to rent this place, it's 500 bucks. So we want 500 bucks. And the bride said, no, that's unreasonable. I'll give you $200. Oh, so did they pepper gonna... spray anybody? Nobody got hurt. Nobody. Got... <laughs> okay. So that's good. All right. um, All right. Yeah, they do that in Indiana. Yeah, yeah that's right. Remember the people had a problem. The fact that they they're they didn't like they they're going to get charged because of where they're seating the restaurant. And then they threw crayons and then pepper sprayed the manager. That's Listen, right. the guy go the guy's got a place. He's going to charge people for the venue to be able to use it. And they just got to go in there and just start to start to have a pop up wedding. I just rude, right? But you can't stop them once they do it. What are you going to charge them with something? So I assume it ends peacefully. They walk out. The guy that had the venue never got paid the two hundred dollars, right? It's a woman that owned the venue, and yes, she did not uh, get paid. But there, yeah. <laughs> but of course, as as these things happen, there's now a GoFundMe page for oh. um, for the coffee for shop who? for the coffee shop to recoup oh. the money. <laughs> uh, and she's been advised. Do not pursue this with the woman because the woman could, you know, charge her with some sort of harassment or whatever. Simply take her to small claims court and ask for the money that you think you lost. And so she I think she's considering that. But it's um, it's not a uh, not a nice thing what they did. I don't think she's going to get that much for the uh, from the GoFundMe. It is. I watched those stories develop 12 years ago. The first one I saw was a bus driver that was being teased um, and hit by a bunch of really horrible kids uh, bullying her. And she was crying. They have her on video, but she was still trying to drive the bus. And then ends up, she gets, I don't know, like a million dollars or two or three million dollars. Everybody's throwing the money in. And then she was going to start a nonprofit about stopping bullying. Well, she left the job, obviously. I don't think she's ever done anything with it. These also might live in Indiana, Joe, if memory serves me correctly. And <laughs> it's, it's really wild how, because if you're seen as a real victim on something, you or just a circumstance, people will throw 10, 15, 20 bucks in. But as soon as it gets to like 500,000 or 700, then there's this weird thing where, well, let's get her to a million. And then more people, more people, more people just keep piling on. Sad story, an older woman in her 70s is carrying a bunch of pizza from, I think, Domino's, trips up the step of the guy's front door. It's caught on a ring camera. She falls down. She's hurt herself. She can't get up. The guy comes out. She's struggling, obviously, even to get off the ground. She's grabbing hold of this old lawn chair, trying to steady her weight. And she says, I'm sorry that I dropped all your pizzas. And then he's like, oh, that's okay. Don't worry about it. And she's trying to struggle to get all the pizzas back up again. The guy puts it up. She is, I think. Last time I checked, almost a quarter million dollars. She is now in her 70s. She's going to quit that job. Good for her. And pay for her medical bills and other things like that. Have you ever given many money to a fund the need when you see somebody that's kind of gotten a raw deal, Sherry? I have. Yep. I have. Uh, <laughs> but, but usually there's a connection somehow. Like I know them or I know what the situation is and it's medical or something. And I feel like it would be a nice thing to contribute to it. Uh, and I, I honestly, 
I don't begrudge. A, no, I don't either. A, a, an elderly woman who's delivering pizzas for her income, some money. If the generosity of the general public is there for her, I I applaud that. I don't have a problem. No, with No, I do too. I, I'm just saying I, it's an interesting sort of social experiment. The ones that get money and the ones that don't. Now right. wait a minute. You seem to have a pretty big problem with the Burger King guy who worked for twenty-seven years and got four hundred thousand dollars. I no, no, I don't on him. My problem with that guy is why did he think the employer owed him anything? Okay. No, you can give as much money with a Burger King guy as possible. Go out and get a house. That's great. My thing is the employer didn't owe him anything. No. He worked there for twenty-seven years, and sure, he's like, oh, the employer should give him a burger, <laughs> you know, give him a house. <laughs> Well, I don't know that there's going to be that much sympathy for this coffee shop. Yes, these no. people violated something, and the fact that they planned the wedding and didn't bother to have any consideration for anybody else there, they should pay for it. But as far as yeah. contributing, I, I don't know that the no. coffee house was injured that badly that we all no. should be contributing to their recovery. <laughs> but the pizza lady, yes. Everybody give money okay. to the pizza lady. Yes, or the pizza lady. Okay, yeah. good. All right. How about Nate? Does Nate deserve any sympathy? Always. Nope. Nope. All right. Well, wow. Woo, boy, let you guys <laughs> argue that one out later.